This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got a the power of the pyramid. This is Mike Vivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Welcome back to One Nation Radio Part 2. Um, we went a little long on our all-in review, but we still had plenty of stuff to get to in the world of professional wrestling this week in WWE and NXT. Um, yeah, so we're just going to start uh, with the NXT TV reviews, and uh, I got some notes here as well as some results to go over. First, James, what did you think of this uh, episode here? Uh, thought it was a good episode. Thought that it, um, thought that main event was a killer uh, match. Of course, um, I, I do like the fact that we're going to get, I believe, um, next week, um, Johnny versus Dream, which is I think their second match, right? Yeah, they had a match earlier this year that Some, was really good. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't like at the end of last year. That wasn't because that uh, was in Atlanta, right? I think it was at the very beginning of this year. Okay, yeah, that match was great. So, like, I I love to see them do it again. I I wish that they, you know, um, sold more of the fact that he dislocated his kneecap after Wally Coyoteing his ass off of the that stage that ramp like a moron, and then they <laughs> whatever. Uh, let's move on. So, like, yeah, was... I, I'm excited to see, and I'm also excited to see who done it. Yes, yes. Uh, it was the first show of the new tapings. Percy, Nigel, and Morrow opened with the whodunit, uh, you know, showing the videotape and Regal going around being a cop. Um, Johnny Failure was out. Yes, yes, we need to find who, who done this. Like, like people get jumped in wrestling every day. Come on, man! Look, people, look, people out here, look, people out here, dry snitching too. Yes, it's just like first. We gonna, we gonna get to it. Um, <laughs> so uh, Johnny Failure came out uh, with the crutch. Uh, excuse me, John 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 uh, Gargano came out with the crutch uh, with no music, uh, stealing Tommaso Ciampa's music. Um, you know, uh, he said he didn't deserve us uh, having his back. Uh, there were dueling chants, whether he deserved it. Bunch of jackasses in the background were making jokes to pop themselves. Uh, he said he lost more than a match. He lost himself, and he doesn't know what to do. In Brooklyn, he became Champa and can't get him out of his head. He doesn't know what the audience wants, and he has to be better for everyone. Regal came out. He looked like a concerned parent who has to bail his child out of jail. Uh, and he asked jo- Johnny if he attacked Aleister Black. 
Gargano says, you tell me as if he he's so above and he ain't got to answer uh, William Regal when he was the first motherfucker that was walking away from the scene of the crime. Um, after that, Velveteen was out. And I thought, this ain't exactly what Gargano needs right now because next to Velveteen Dream, the average man uh, looks regular. But <laughs> uh, even like Gargano in the state that he's in right now, Dream will get you booed. And Velveteen uh, was tired of melodramatic Johnny and he said, basically, tonight should be about the experience. And he coined the Johnny Failure name. Uh, from there, Gargano smacked Dream with the crutch. And they announced Johnny versus Dream next week. And last time they ran it, it was great. Yes. So, questions. Uh, first question is, what the fuck is Dream wearing? Like, I understand he wears <laughs> ridiculous shit all the time, right? He wears ridiculous stuff all the time. What the fuck was this? He's shirtless with slacks on, with suspenders, and on suspenders, they look more like a tie, and they're not actually suspenders, like, and, and they actually go from the front to the back. They wrap around, they wrap around, like, like the belt loops in the front, and then go through um, the first, the first, like, the side belt loops, they come through the first front loops, they go around his neck, but they're not actually suspenders, so the fuck is going on? What does this do? <laughs> New what shit. Is, what is he wearing, man? New shit. And the, and then he has something on his head too. Like and, and it, you know, but, but you know him. Like he always has something on his head because it's you know, he always has something on his head, and that's fine. Like a like type of you know rapper beanie type thing going on. But I didn't understand the spender get up. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that. I I I didn't I didn't new. I didn't nah. You know, can't trust can't trust some new dudes. Um. Yeah, man. So first, uh, but here's the thing. Like, yes, he is a new dude because he's only 23. Yes. So he absolutely, he totally is a new dude. However, like the stuff that I've seen is aesthetic has always been him trying to replicate parts of stuff from the 80s that was hot. Yeah. Like I don't know what touch this was. Like what is like I don't uh, whatever. I yeah. guess you just move on. Yeah. I'll, so um, uh, the first match that was announced was Aaliyah uh, versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Undisputed Era was backstage while and Kyle O'Reilly was playing air guitar while not even recognizing the camera was there. That was excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, Dakota Kai's music is hard. I'll give her that. Uh, Dakota, music. Dakota Kai has called herself the captain of Team Kick, uh, James. So I asked James, what the fuck is Team Kick? I don't know. All I know is that she had that corner boot she has that uh, that. Uh, that's cool. Like it's similar to the uh, mafia kick um, that um, Sami Zayn does, but right. uh, I she changed her finish. Like she does like this backbreaker, like this backbreaker thing now, like a, almost like a inverted backcracker. That's what they said. Ah, okay, but yeah, but it look, yeah, it, it kind of functions as like a code red or a Canadian destroyer turn or a code red, whatever you want to call it, turned into a uh, a separate finishes with a. Um, like a inverted back back uh, back stabber uh, deal, whatever. It was cool. It was nice to see her get a W. It was nice to see what her finish is in NXT as opposed to like just having to remember what she uh, did in uh, the Mae Young Classic because it's been so long since I've seen her actually pick up a W. So that was nice. Yeah. Maybe we can maybe we can geekify this talented woman. So Aaliyah has been in NXT forever. Um, I, yes. I, I believe you said this was not your Aaliyah, James. No, this is not my Aaliyah. Like, she's had so many different, like, outfits and gimmick changes. And we've been talking about this since, like, the what? NXT special, right? Yeah, Breaking like, Ground. ESPN, like, that documentary. Yeah, like, it's been around since that that she's been trying to find herself. Uh, 
And I mean, I like the outfit. I thought the gear is there. I just like I, you know, she's been around for a minute. I don't know. I think I think we're at her ceiling. Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> there were dueling chants about her, whether she sucks or not. Um, you know. Yeah. They were talking about educated feet. I'm tired of that. She sat in a waist lock, uh, with for a waist leg lock forever in this match. Um, Dakota Kai got whooped on for a while. Kyrie took control with a couple kicks before Aaliyah cut her off. And then Kai hit her finish out of nowhere. I'm just glad she's not doing that Balor stomp anymore because you can probably break an ankle doing that. Uh, and as James mentioned, it was a code red into an inverted backcracker. Yeah. So as far as the Aaliyah thing is like, you know, they, you know, they didn't really have, they didn't have no vision for you for real when they only gave you two A's in your in your name for Valia, as opposed to the three A's that are required to be uh, a superstar. Correct. Like the like like the like the Aaliyah that we were given uh, for a short time we had her. So the like, only Aaliyah they you onto there the, is. Yeah. They, so we sent you. They sent you onto the world to go out there and just be okay. And that's where we are. So. Um, boy, boy. Yeah. I. I, I she's gonna get called up, isn't she? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but it's right up the alley, you know, <laughs> for sorriness. Um, so after that, um, well, she ain't gonna be shamed because she's not blonde, but like she'll get called up. She'll get called up. Um, after that, Regal and an attorney were um, interviewing some some folks, and you know he was in the back at his desk, and he had the brass knuckles on the desk uh, to let any of these young punks know he will whoop their ass if they step out of line. I thought that was a nice touch. Well, I was trying to figure this out because it was just on display. So, like, was that just like, was that just like having a weapon on deck, or was that the murder? Was that the quote unquote murder weapon? <laughs> I, I think this is just part of the regal aesthetic. You know, the, he always had the the power <laughs> of the punch uh, throughout his whole career, and he let him know that that punch is still there, even in his advanced age. Okay. Gotcha. So a couple of Largo loopers were out there with them, um, Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake, and they asked for an opportunity as they were being interviewed, and they have a tag team match next week. All of a sudden, um, EC3 is on the ground in pain, and Alara Sullivan is, is shown walking away, uh, and this was revenge uh, for dry condition. It is not safe in NXT. No. It is un- this, is un- <laughs> this is an unsafe working environment. <laughs> Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Yes. So, so yeah, like, you know, you come out here and you think that, you know, you have the freedom of speech. All right, you have the freedom of speech. You also have the right to get these hands. And uh, Laura's, you know, going out there and clobbered that man. So he was, you know, he's a, so he was in the top 1% of motherfuckers laid out on the floor. So yes. congratulations. <laughs> so the next part was um, Nikki Cross. She was spinning in the chair uh, in Regal's office like a psycho and then laid on, on the desk and laughed. All of a sudden, uh, Bianca Belair uh, in- invades, and she basically said, hey, I want my title match. Uh, and I want to know, um, she, she was wearing a, sh- a shirt that says, no, you cannot touch my hair. And then Nikki Cross uh, touches girl's hair, um, and Bianca was like, don't touch my hair. James, yeah. a white woman told tried to touch Bianca Belair's hair. Bianca Belair is the heel. How the fuck is this? Is she the heel? Am I missing something? Yeah. Uh, like, if they explain this as being that Nikki Cross is a fucking kook and she don't play, and she don't be following no, nobody's rules, then, <laughs> then, then I, then you can explain this away. However, me watching and you have a white person touching a black woman's hair, I'm just like, 
uncomfortable. Please don't do this. Like, like, don't, please don't do this. And, you know, it made me think of, I want to say about, I can't remember if it was a year or, or, or a year and a half ago, they had Naomi in some type of pro, some type of angle for like one or two nights where, or one or two weeks where somebody was like messing with her hair in a match. And she basically said, don't touch my hair. And she basically fired up because they touched her hair. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it seems that we're like, you know, I guess, you know, all these ideas are just, just get spewed out. And I guess this one finally got picked up uh, by, by Triple H or whoever else is running NXT. Like, how about this? We're going to do a gimmick where some people touch a black woman's hair and then she fucking snaps off on her. And I mean, we'll see how this goes. I, I hope that I, I, I hope I really, I really hope that they, it doesn't become um, a thing. Her character doesn't become her character because, uh, you know, WWE doesn't really do nuance or care or uh, character that well. They're more, people are more uh, taglines than a actual full fledged human being. So, Hopefully that doesn't evolve into, you know, stereotype stereotype bullshit. Hopefully she is not her hair. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said a whole paragraph and you summed it up in one sentence. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, word in the IRE. Um, they, um... <laughs> So after that, uh, EC... Is that, is that the first time we ever mentioned any uh, real any podcast? I believe it is. Be. I believe it is. Okay. Yes. New new shit still happening on One Nation Radio all these years later. Uh, <laughs> just when you think you know the shtick, you don't. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait till we get some of our viewers or some of our listeners and they'd be like, what the fuck is an India I read? <laughs> So, uh, EC3, he was supposed to face uh, Raul Mendoza, but as I mentioned, uh, he was on the ground for dry snitching. Uh, so, Raul Mendoza came out to his mid-2000s Pitbull theme music, and Lar- <laughs> instead, Lars Sullivan came out, and he let everyone know that he kicked EC3's ass, and unlike uh, Aleister Black, this was no mystery. Uh- <laughs> uh, and then Sullivan came out there and dragged Mendoza, who is a good wrestler, Uh I look at Lars Sullivan and I feel like this guy would have been a force against Bruno San Martino or the Von Erics or something like that. But this is, I don't know, bro. Lars, I don't know where his, you know, where he, he quite fits in when you get to the main roster. It feels like he'll get a, a run in the beginning and then they'll lose interest. Lars, I don't know. You're right. Like he's going to be a monster. It's going to be built to a certain level. I don't know what the level is. Obviously, I don't think it. I don't think that the ceiling is the Braun Strowman ceiling of oh, he's Andre the Giant slash Undertaker slash Kane slash Big Show. But I think there. I think. I think maybe. I think maybe his ceiling is maybe like the first. Uh, the first year, Rusev. Right. You think that? If I think that's. I think that's ceiling. fair. I think he, I, but I don't think like you can do anything. I don't think you can get any higher than like he brings in a fucking tank and he has a match with like the top the top guy in the company. On the on the undercard because we're trying to push another we're trying to get a new top guy over by beating him. Yes, at the uh, end of the night. So after that, we had a Chopper <laughs> promo uh, in the dark part of the building to match his personality. Um, <laughs> he, he it was filmed on the cell phone and he had the NXT yes. title with him and he made a promise to himself after being injured a year ago. He kept his promise and he now he said he now holds the biggest prize in sports entertainment. And he claimed that he was the best sports entertainer in the business and for heat. And <laughs> he said, no one will survive what happens next. We'll just have to see what next is. Yeah. I think that he broke. I think that he broke kayfabe. Why do you say that? 
Okay, so dude's a dick, right? He's an asshole. He's a jerk. He's a, he's, he's a terrible human being. What right? kind of dick? Like the gun or just like regular dicks? Or <laughs> like <laughs> he's a, he's an asshole. He's okay, a jerk. gotcha. Okay, so what jerk you know is turning in their cell phone for the hand to their employer to go through to go ahead and grab a video for? Because uh, he also has music now. I, apparently, I heard a rumor. No, I'm just that saying there's like, music coming it, for him. Like, here's the thing. Like, I, I thought that was a very good promo. It's actually probably the best uh, cell phone promo that they've done since, like, the one that Mojo did to get himself over, which they immediately shot the jack and then, like, let, not let him do anymore. Yep. Um, but I'm thinking, like, dude, like, this guy is a, is a, rep- a terrible human being. He would never let the company have this because he's a jerk. That's all. Gotcha. Small thing, but small thing, but it was a great promo. Right. <clears throat> Look at James saying nice things about Tommaso Ciampa. Um <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You have never I don't think you've ever heard me say that he's a bad wrestler or, or he sucks. I've never said that. He's a great wrestler. However, I hate his guts. I'm look. I, I may, I may, you know, I have my biases, but I at least like try to uh, have some credibility. Yeah. So after that, uh, Keith Lee was out, and he was taking on a guy named Luke Menzies. So Luke Menzies, this must be one of those 150 guys at the PC that they're talking about because he looked green as a Celtics road jersey out there. Um, <laughs> Keith Lee uh, off rip opens with a hurricanrana, and the crowd went mental. Uh, Menzies looks like uh, when you get nice with the graphic logo maker in the video game, but your dude is still regular. Um, <laughs> Um, Menzies with no other notable offense than just clubbing, uh, Keith Lee. This was a total Keith Lee showcase. I love the spirit bomb. And as I told you, uh, previously, James, I take that is when he drops your ass, the spirit rises the fuck up out your body. Yeah, man. Like we gotta, we gotta get you some culture, man. Like Dragon Ball Z is a thing. And it is real out here. And like a lot of his stuff is based off the Dragon Ball Z thing. And granted, like. I mean, it's a cool story because obviously, like, it's kind of like the same position. Like, the spirit bomb, your hands are held overhead, and then you drop something or whatever. It's the same thing as, as like, an elevated, like, the, the last ride uh, power bomb thing that he does. So, like, or sit out uh, last ride thing that he does. So, yeah, like, it, it definitely fits. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that they let him keep uh, the name because, you know, they they, they don't kind of, like, don't want to do the whole, uh, oh, it, something else is branded someone else has a trademark possibility i wonder if they had to look through that or whatever else so they just like ran and not even thinking about it they don't even know they'll probably change it on um, the main roster or something you think he gets to keep it on the nxt but then has to change on the main on the main roster you think so I, that could happen mm. all right well <clears throat> whatever i mean i thought i thought this was a more impressive showing than his first match on nxt against the german guy i forgot the german guy's name yeah axel dieter i believe was his uh indie name uh his name in nxt is marcel barthel marcel bartel yeah Um, i think yeah i thought this was a i thought this was a much more impressive match he did he did a lot more in this match and um i think that he should probably be like completely just crushing people but you you think he's fucking off in matches oh yeah that's not yeah that's another thing like uh, this match the first match more or less like it was kind of weird, but now I kind of figure like it, maybe his thing is like his gimmick or his the story is he's so awesome that he can he doesn't have to try hard and then that gets him into trouble and then he realize he snaps out of it and realizes I need to get out of here and get his match over with. Um, 
So I thought I thought that I thought it was a I thought it was a nice little match. That's all. Yeah. So from there we got our main event, uh Ricochet and Pete Dunn versus Undisputed Era. So this ended up being Adam Cole and Roderick Strong instead of Kyle O'Reilly. Um, mega pop for Ricochet when he came out. Uh the real NXT champion as far as I'm concerned. Um <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, and immediately I thought, can we get Ricochet versus Dunn? And it seems like that's where we're headed. Uh, I have on this show we do not read the spoilers ahead of time, so we're watching NXT week to week. Uh, so please do not ruin that for us if you if you uh, happen to write back into the show. Um, Adam Cole looked absolutely furious uh, when he saw Ricochet like with the belt, like he couldn't stand the sight of this man. Um, Undisputed Era came out looking like pricks. These guys are awesome in their entrance. It, it's all clicking for Undisputed Era right now. Uh, Ricochet looked over across the ring and said, I don't see your belt, homeboy. And everybody started chanting for everybody. And I, for me, it was like, wow, there's not a single tag in this match that you don't want to see. Like, you know, sometimes when you see the tag team matches and then there's like one dude that you put in there and he ain't really the, the guy that you want to see wrestling. Like, <laughs> like yeah. this match yeah. was four guys that, that everyone cared about in the match. Yes. Um, at first, I was kind of like, eh. Uh, or I don't say eh, but I was kind of like, damn, I really wanted to see O'Reilly in there. Yeah, and then once he that's true. Tagged him out, I was, once he kind of tagged him, I was like, okay, fine. They're telling a story, and obviously, um, Cole's a bigger <clears throat> star than um, than O'Reilly. I just thought, like, I just wanted to see, like, this awesome match. That's really all I was really concerned about. Yeah. But, I, but but it but it furthers the storylines for both for all for every single party member like both like the tag team in um undisputed Cole uh Bate and also I said Bate I'm sorry Dunn and also Ricochet so I thought you know I thought it was I thought it was great and it was also a great match and um I can't wait to see how uh the, how do you say uh I can't wait to see the allies erupt because you know North American champion UK champion. Like it's, it appears that they both want each other's belts now at this point. Um, my only issue with this whole thing is like I think that Ricky has to take it down one or two homeboys. He say he's saying homeboy a little too much. Ricochet doesn't. He he's. I watched a video of them backstage. Ricochet's not a great shit talker. Um, no, he's not. From from what he, I'm he, seeing, he, he's not. And that's why I mean by he, he's taking down one or two homeboys. Because like that's. Uh, like so, yeah. the, the only thing I would say with Ricochet is like he's almost seems like too nice of a guy. Uh, like, it, he, and when he does yeah. the shit talking, it kind of feels unnatural. Yeah, like he's. It's not the same exact problem as Alistair with the being soft spoken. Um, I take soft. I take Alistair to be more um, thoughtful, um, and a man of few words type of thing. Right. You know, it's like it's like a calm. It's like a calm and in front of the the tactical storm, right? Um, with, on the other hand, with Ricochet, it felt more like the soft-spoken came, the soft-spokenness came from a place of nervousness. Right. Um, so, like, once he gets a little bit, you know, if he gets a little bit uh, confidence under himself, which is like, you would think a guy that can do the stuff he does in the ring, you have all the confidence in the world. But, like, once he gets more confidence on that, I think, I think, like I won't even pick up on that. I won't even pick up on that part of just like uh, it kind of feels uneasy here. Right. But yeah, but yeah, like I, I can't wait to see that match. Yeah. So um, 
after that, it looked like there were going to be uh, Undisputed Era just whooping all their ass, essentially. And there was a miscommunication that led to uh, Cole pinning Dunn with the last shot. Uh, all of a sudden, the War Raiders came in to make the save. Undisputed Era got up out of there, and they announced next week, uh, Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. Kyrie Sane will appear on the show uh, for the first time since winning the title. And also the Forgotten Sons, uh, Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake, are booked in a match on the episode. So uh, that is your NXT TV review. Uh, we will be back. Oh, Unless oh, you got anything question. else, James. Do you think they bring him in there to get ran to get ran over and mowed by, mowed down by uh, the by the Raiders? Because I think that sounds like what's going. Uh, oh, that might be it, guys. That might, they, yeah, like, that might be it. Like, yeah, you, we want a match. All right, I give you a match. You will go one. On you will go. <laughs> you, will, you will go two on two with the War Raiders. Run it. <laughs> the next thing we got to talk about is Neville being released by WWE finally from his contract after all this time uh, this guy's contract was frozen and you know he asked for his release he, he couldn't get it forever um, it wasn't a situation where he could quit um, as you know some people may have led you to believe because if he had quit he would have been in court because he couldn't wrestle anywhere else because he had the rights under or his rights were being retained by WWE under contract, you know. Um, he was finally able to get his release, like Cody Rhodes was now before, and he is pretty much available to wrestle anywhere now immediately. This is awesome, James. What do you think about Neville uh, hitting the scene again? Um, I would love to see it. I think that Neville is one of the very best wrestlers in the world. Say that the again. Entire world, Craig. Say that again. I think, I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I can't wait for, for whatever he does next. And, I mean, I don't know if he goes back to uh, Dragon Gate or, or if he tries, you know, New Japan or, or if he, you know, maybe decides to come back to WWE for all we know. I mean, I've heard... Um, some talk that they were uh, get him out of his deal so that he can sign him to a main roster deal for more money because of uh, some of the issues he had with being on 205 Live and being off of um, and by being on 205 Live that meant that he was off of the um, main off of the off of the main cards of shows and um, didn't have uh, spots where he could actually have matches to uh, on, on house shows and whatnot and stuff like that. So um, his pay was less than um, than. Uh, what he was expecting, so that was also a big issue. So I am, um, I'm interested to see what he does next. Like you know, I, I hope he goes somewhere where I can see him often. That's all I can say. And I think uh, that's a main point of the thing. It's like this is bigger than a guy just quitting a job he didn't like. He was essentially like getting fucked out of money. Like <laughs> so, how two or five live is set up, and James mentioned it was <clears throat> they get. A one they get one program on the tours essentially like they get the champion and whoever his challenger is going to be once Neville wasn't the champion anymore I imagine he went to WWE like all right um can I go back to Raw or Smackdown now because obviously he knows the game like none of those other guys are getting to come on the tours with them they're not getting matches on pay-per-views which means they aren't getting residuals which means they're not making the DVDs um <laughs> or anything like that that all these extra revenue sources so all he was probably going to get was his downside Neville imagine I imagine was like fuck that like <laughs> and why wouldn't he be like this is not like he doesn't owe them anything 
Yeah, especially after the run that he had. Like, I mean, we talked about it until he um, until he hung it up on him. Like, he was on pace to be the wrestler of the year. He was a front runner at that point in time when he um, hung it up, and I think it was either October or September. And uh, you know, I, I I hope for the best, and I hope that you know, um, it, I I I hope that I really do hope that. Um, we see him soon, um, whatever capacity, because he's been so quiet for so long. Yeah, you kind of you kind of wonder like what his side of the story is, or if he, you know, and obviously, you know, apparently, you know, maybe he doesn't want to tell us his side of the story. But it would be nice to see his face and just be able to be like, okay, everything's good or whatever else. Because you know, like being out of spotlight when you're, you know, that kind of talented, like you know, you kind of wonder like what's going on. Um, and right, like, what if he, what if what like what have we seen Neville again all of a sudden like? Uh, he's he looks like a normal human being for a person his height, yeah. as opposed to like looking like John Cena and uh, instead of looking like compact John Cena. Like, that'd be, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you be like, oh, what, what's going on here? Like you off the gas? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, um, so yeah, man. Yeah, I, man. I just hope for the best. Yeah, man. Like so, apparently he attempted to get his release before, but w, the word was WWE wasn't going to release him because they didn't want to set a precedent where guys under contract can walk out and go to New Japan, which I totally understand. And that was the rumor on where he was headed. But Neville re-enters the hottest pro wrestling scene in 20 years. Hopefully. He has somebody advising him on how he can make as much money as possible because it is out there. All right, man. The next thing we got to talk about is Kevin Owens. So in what was one of the hotter angles coming out of Monday Night Raw, he was our wrestler of the week. If you want to hear us um, on our Lords of Pain show where we uh, give out the LeBron James, you bum of the week, and then we have the wrestler of the week. Kevin Owens was the wrestler of the week in part for his uh, match against Seth Rollins, but also the angle where he uh, looked everyone in the camera uh, in the face, and like Bret Hart in 1999 in WCW, he was like, I quit. And, you know, where do, where do we go from here, as they say, James? I don't know. All I know is he came out and he said that things haven't been right since I got uh, to Raw. I am, um, you know, last year was hell for me because I was on SmackDown and I had beef with uh, with Shane, which is very, very true. Like, that SmackDown run was a very substandard uh, run for Kevin Owens, um, and and you know because I mean a lot of that is not his own doing because he's out here getting these matches are getting these weird finishes and for six months he was stuck with Shane with the anchor that was Shane McMahon and the whole cloud over SmackDown that I mean there were two clouds it was one was gender and two was Shane and and Owens and Sammy and Daniel Bryan and everybody else that got thrown and sucked into the vortex, whether it was AJ or it was Randy Orton or it was Nakamura. Yep. But besides that, he says that things aren't right. I don't have my buddy uh, Sammy with me. And it reminded me of how you how you always talk about uh, the Golden State Warriors whenever like they lose one game. He's like, hey, man, some ain't right. Ever since they got the <laughs> rain, like, some ain't right. It's just like, but this time, Kevin Owens is actually for real. Like, something ain't right. Like, I want to lose this streak. Like, I'm getting my ass kicked left and right by Braun Strowman. I'm a coward now after, like, being presented as a uh, uh, a, stra- a bit of a strategist and a tactician that picked to choose his spots and was smart about it, was a prize fighter. And it felt like after he cut that promo, it was more or less like him saying, like, 
I'm done with the with the goofy shit. Like I'm back to the real. I'm back to being the Kevin Owens that everyone loved and loved to hate. And he, you know, he pulled out a match. Uh, I said it. Um, I said it to you on Tuesday night that. All right, we had um, some technical difficulties, but James, you were saying about uh, Owens had a type of match that reminded us of how great he was. Yeah, it reminded you that like he's one of the very best in the company, and like that guy should be in the um, main event um, at the main event level um, consistently um, through the rest of his career until he, you know there's eventually a decline, which always comes with age. But yeah, um, and then. I feel like because you know the way he's been he's been getting his ass kicked and um, by Strowman and the way that he just lost that that epic match and the way that the crowd obviously it's some of the candid connection but the way the crowd um, heaps some praise on him after the end of the match for the effort um, and he leaves I think that I think this might be pointing towards a, a babyface turn I don't know when but I think I think the like, next time we see him it might be something of to that extent so that would make all the sense in the world james but since this is wwe i feel like they're going to do the exact opposite for some reason and i think that would just be a colossal miss uh, and th- we'll get to it more with the Strowman thing i feel like and i've always felt like this owens is a guy one he was on that list along with someone like bray wyatt um <clears throat> where if they were turned face they could become the hottest guy in the company and wwe does not want that especially on Monday Night Raw, because anyone <laughs> that becomes a hot, top-level babyface, you're going to get either slotted underneath or you're going to get turned so you're not a threat anymore, in the case of Strowman, essentially. Um, what I would like to see with Owens is a babyface turn. Don't get it twisted. And it's long overdue. He's so respected. He's so great in his role as a face if or as a heel. If you take him being a face and being an everyman and being an inspiration, like Kevin Owens can do whatever. This is obviously one of the most talented guys in the world. I hate to see him marginalized and used as a setup guy for Braun Strowman the whole summer just to turn Braun Strowman heel. And then it almost feels like you have nothing like to explain with Kevin Owens. So I feel like this is essentially a way to press the reset button on him and it, it sucks that he has to quote-unquote quit um for them to figure this out um and I, it's obviously a storyline people don't think he's showing up anywhere but you know i think he's he's definitely one guy that has a monster babyface run in him and i'd love to see it because he's immensely talented up next We got to talk about WWE Hell in a Cell and the matches that have been booked for it. So we've got Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman in one match. And we've got Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton in the other match. I I don't know why they're doing this. Um, They decided to put the number four feud on SmackDown um, in (laughs) in this uh, feud in the cell. And that's almost that's not even like that should tell you how strong SmackDown is right now. That they have three feuds that are better, and instead they're getting this, um, you know, feud in the cell. I have a couple of theories uh, why. They, <laughs> they, one, they've already got one WWE title uh, match in the uh, cell with Strowman and Reigns, and I don't feel like they want any competition on 
you know, or argument of who should go on last. Even though they've treated uh, AJ Styles like a second class champion for months, they have a, a whole storyline where Samoa Joe is out to embarrass this man's family and make him look bad in public. And the last match with them ended with AJ Styles whooping on this man with a steel fucking chair uh, in front of his family in in Brooklyn. And this isn't the match we're putting in the cell, everybody. Keep in mind, Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton don't have a title on the line. All they have is a long history that people ain't really even really excited about. Even though they're doing good work in this feud, you have Randy Orton pulling on an earlobe. You have Jeff Hardy putting the guy through a table. You have a bunch of weird whack promos uh, from Jeff Hardy. You've got Randy Orton with a heel turn gets to go in the cell and I don't know. I'm lost, James. What What is this? Yeah, I am too. Like, do you think Randy Orton, when they told him, yeah, we're going to put you in the, in the cell, he's like, fuck, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, like, I, like, I haven't, like, you know, like, mutilated myself enough in this for this in this freaking company. Like, what was his last Hell in a Cell match? Was that 2015 against Cena? 2014 against John Cena. Four, 14 against Cena, that's right. Okay. Yeah, man, like, you know, that... Okay, like I understand, like Jeff apparently has always wanted to do Hell in a Cell or something like that. Like I hope he doesn't like do something to doom himself because you know he's crazy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think the match could be good. We'll. I mean, I, I don't know if the match could be good without Jeff doing nothing stupid though. So that's what Correct. that kind of what, what worries me. Look, um, look, Jeff Jeff Hardy ain't nothing but a glorified Joey Janela. Like <laughs> at this oh rate. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah, take that to the bank. Hot take for the week. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So what else? So what else is on the card? Like, I think I think that you know the Braun and the uh, should that the be a, and the Roman a match, cell match? I think the I think the Braun and the Roman match is appropriate because like yeah, we we are you know I always talk about it like Roman. You can say what you want about Roman about this that, and the third, but you can't. But one thing you will never be able to take away from Roman is that Roman made a guy. He made Braun Strowman that um over that feud at uh, beginning of last year. Um, now, uh, as I've always said, I don't want to see no Braun, don't give me Braun Strowman regular rules match. Give me Braun Strowman, uh, uh, you know, no rules matches. Give me Braun's rules, which is there are no rules. Anything can happen. Uh, so I'm expecting this man to like to, to rip the cage in half like he's Kane. I'm having <laughs> him. I'm I'm expect, I have expected him to, to 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 basically flip over the whole cage on the fans. Yes. I, I'm expecting I'm expecting something epic. Yes, uh, I think we're going to see. I feel like you know Reigns isn't losing the title or anything, and you know we're not making predictions yet for this show. But when we talk about car crashes and big fight, like dangerous stunts in WWE, I yes. think we're going to get all of that. We're going to get the tables. We're going to get the chairs. We're going to get the falls. Roman Reigns getting thrown through something. Just the jaw dropping, like, all the gimmicks, all the dicks I'm, out there. I'm, <laughs> I'm also... I'm also... Well, okay, I got to have to follow. Okay, I'm also expecting a, a run-ins from Ziggler and Gallo. Galloway, McIntyre. Oh yeah, in shit. the Hell in a Cell. I'm yeah, of that. course. Like it's gonna be, it's it, like it's gonna turn into full on gang warfare out there. Like they out there on the yard, you know. We got we gonna have a we gonna have a Hell in a Cell a yard, yard match. match. <laughs> yes. A yard match. We gonna go up. Yes. Like now, 
my question is, uh, well, the little do, homies. Does Roman Reigns enter enter first or last? I think he enters. Who has the first or last entrance? Shit, I I would think he would come out last because he's a champion. But um, I, I I now what I would do is I would have Roman come out first, so that Strowman can come out last. And do the old Undertaker where he closes that door behind him. It's <laughs> <laughs> me, you in here. <laughs> yes, that's what I would do. I, you have to, somebody has to take that tradition of you. I'm closing this gate, and somebody and somebody gonna come out of here. I don't know who, but I, but I'm making sure there's only gonna be one of us. Yes, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, Dale Bryan and Brie Bella in a mixed tag, and I don't know. I hate it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just hate it. Like, bro, I am so tired of mixed tag team matches this year. I, I watched a whole mixed match challenge. I watched WrestleMania with these folks. I saw um, the SummerSlam pre-show. I saw the matches um, on Monday Night Raw. I'm sure they've done a mixed tag, mixed tag match. Now this one, it's like, bro. All this is reminding me of, of how much fraternizing there is in the WWE workplace. And also, <laughs> um, just how many times do we have to have, see the same fucking match? Because they're all the same. Yeah. Well, this is what I will say. Um, it is fun to see that, like, it has been three years since the, uh, the, the revolution started. The women's revolution started. And... <clears throat> We're right back where we started with the Bellas, where they came out and when they started the three team, the three teams, the three, the nine women, where they had Team Bad being heels, we had Team PCB sorority sisters, whatever they decided to change their name from because it was the same thing as the porn site, um, and then you also had the Bellas plus uh, Alicia. Alicia Fox, and the Bellas would vacillate between heel or base based off of who they're wrestling, so. If they're wrestling team PC, if they're wrestling the minorities, they're baby faces. If they're wrestling uh, the the new girls in Paige, they're chasing out their belt. Then they're the heels. Now Brie Bella is back and she's getting booed. She's out here getting booed <clears throat> everywhere she goes because she's around her sister because they know about that match that, that's being um, yep. <clears throat> talked about. And then she comes out there with her husband and then she gets she, and then she gets massive pops. Brie Moen and all that kind of stuff. So Brie Bella is back exactly where she uh, where she was three years ago around this time, the same time um, in the summer of 2015. Time is a flat circle. Yes, we will um, be doing we will be doing the same things that we will be doing the same things that we were doing three years ago um, today and tomorrow and into the future. Yeah, I, I I'm not really. I'm glad they um, announced the. Daniel Bryan and Miz match for the WWE Super Show. And excuse my voice, I've been battling a throat issue all week. Um, <clears throat> Sick boy? Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, yeah. But they. Uh, bitch, you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get. You might want to go get that checked out. Nah, man. Um, but with um. Like, like I said, I wouldn't light them up too much for the mixed match challenge. I'm just so fucking tired of, of, of these mixed tag matches. Um, I don't know. It, uh, Daniel, it feels like they're not giving Daniel Bryan enough right now. And Daniel Bryan isn't looking like a strong baby face that everyone wants to cheer. And I don't know if Miz is like just playing into this shit going off book, essentially, because he's got like the juice right now. But... 
Daniel Bryan's not being being like handled the right way, like as far to make people go crazy over him. Well, the, that's also in part because, like, at this point, who would actually really want to boo the Miz like that? Like, yes, we boo him because because like his job is to get heat at this point. Like, but outside of does he right need now, to, to do? He does he need stuff. to get more heat on Daniel Bryan? I mean, I don't think this thing's gonna fully work until Miz becomes champion and like challenges, and then like uh, Brian has to like win Royal Rumble to get the to get a title shot because he has officially said that I would never wrestle you again. Um, that is that is the way you can tell the story. I think that story uh, is basic. I'm not really. A, I don't. I think that story is very very basic, and you know Vince don't like to keep stuff simple. He doesn't, and he also doesn't like taking layups. So I think that. <clears throat> He'll scrap that in somehow, some way, and burn through all these Daniel Bryan mismatches like he already has planned because just got one at SummerSlam. They're about to do one at uh, <clears throat> they're about to do one in Australia, and then they're going to do one two weeks later as a as probably the final blow off for this iteration of this feud at um, SmackDown one thousand. So, you know, in theory, or it's rumored. So, like, we could be through with this like real soon. Or, or this might be the end point, then we start this back up somehow, some way uh, in January. But like, I can't imagine them doing, um, having four matches like that, of, of that kind of significance, um, that far apart. I just, is that, unless it, you know, unless it's Roman Reigns and uh, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm just nervous about what they're doing with Daniel Bryan. I haven't heard, like, September 1st has come and gone. He's still being advertised for a million things. Haven't heard anything about him signing a new contract. Who knows right. what the fuck is going on right now. Um, but, yeah, they've got Rousey and Bliss announced also for the Raw Women's Championship. As I mentioned on the other show, I have no interest in this match. This needs to go 10 seconds. Uh, fuck out my face. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Singles match for the title. I, I think this is going to be. They need a finish, and I think they need to switch the title um, right now. Yeah, there's enough time right now uh, in the calendar before we get to uh, the road to WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff to where you can get the title on the Joe. You can have a run of some significance and then move on from there if that's not what you want to do. So definitely. I mean, I mean on the on the, on the flip hand, I mean. For Daniel Bryan, if you ask me, uh, if you ask me, James, you get to choose his WrestleMania opponents and you get to set up a program. Number one would be AJ for him for the title, and number two would be Joe for the title. Um, you have the ultimate heel versus the ultimate babyface, um, and good will conquer evil. However, this man is not a fan of good conquering evil because he's a billionaire, and it ain't a lot of uh, honest ways to make come by a billion dollars. So. <laughs> Um, and also, you look at his TV and the history of all the ridiculous stuff that goes on on it, and he's kind of been the curator of that kind of stuff, and that's his art, his that's his artistic vision. So there you go. Yeah, <clears throat> man. And there's a there's a match with um, the New Day. They'll be taking on somebody for the tag team titles. So we don't know yet. Uh, but who do, you, who do you want it to be? Oh, the Usos. Again? Yes. Yes. Okay, so or the bar. I, I mean, think, I, 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 I like. So it, it's, it's, it's one of those two options. Yeah, it's one of those two options. But I, I kind of feel like the way it's gone, that if they're going to do Usos and New Day again this quick, the New Day have to turn. You might be onto something there. Um, 
But other than that, like either one, like they're gonna tear the, they're gonna tear the house down if they get if they're not given stupid uh, stupid time frame or stupid finish. Like don't yeah. tear the house down. So yeah, be like, I mean, first like, match of the few, we gonna do a double look, count out. Yeah. Like worst case scenario, we get a great we get a great tag match. What was us, right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, we're gonna be back. Uh, we got two more topics to talk about. Uh, this is One Nation Radio. So WWE Evolution, it has come out that the tickets are not quite the hot seller that folks may have thought. Um, and I don't know who we're attributing this to. There was a lot of jokes on Twitter um, saying announcing that Alexa Bliss and Trish Stratus match was not it uh, as far as the ticket moving uh, deal. Uh, of course, Ronda Rousey's been linked with Nikki Bella as this, you know, thing that they're trying to get people in the building for and would be this massive draw between, you know, the main uh, stream star of Ronda Rousey against their other main stream star of Nikki Bella. Maybe people don't give a fuck about that, James. Am I off base here? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, um, obviously, you know, a lot of this stuff is a learning process. And I think a lot of it is that um, what, what they're going to possibly learn is that maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm just speculating. Maybe the thing is that the people that want to see uh, the women succeed um, and the women to uh, be uh, given an opportunity to, uh, wrestle and showcase their athleticism to the best of their abilities um, are the diehard fans and the casuals may or may not, or and the casuals are more or less indifferent or don't want to see that. I, that's, I think there's a distinct possibility that the people that want to see this the most are actually their diehard fans that they don't want to ever cater to. And they might have to, they might be learning that. Yeah, because um, if they think we want to watch Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella, they have another thing coming um, with yeah. a murky and, and future. Also another thing, and also another thing is like if you if you want to get the women in there, if you want your if you want your female base to get in there, your female base they don't want to like they're okay with this. It's not enough for a celebration. Wacky. Like fuck a celebration. Like yeah, yeah like like, it, like like the women rest, the women the women wrestling fans want to see women have kick ass matches that that they can showcase what they're actually up to as opposed to like all the stuff where like the governor, the, the governor's on and there's only like the ceiling is only this is only, but yay high, unless you are, you know, uh, Sasha or Charlotte who can somehow, or Oscar who can somehow supersede that thing as opposed to, Oh yeah, this is more or less a slight, like a half star better version of, or sorry, a quarter star better version of what we were doing a decade ago in WWE. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't think no one wants. I don't think anyone wants to really see like just a okay, just a okay. Um, Here's y'all show. Pay-per-view. I think. I think we want to see a great pay per view from women because for so long they have been told and and have been uh, made to not be able to go out here and have those kind of matches. And when so they all when they, when they could have for years. And so I was talking to my, with my homeboy, um, Dan Coffin. What's up, Dan? And he was like, you know. And like we kind of came to the thing like it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because the whole thing has been like, hey, the women can't 
do this. They can't draw or whatever, you know, and yep. and WWE will set it up to where they fail with it and be like, oh, we're never going to give them a shot again when they didn't yep. really present it how the fans actually want to receive it. Like they want to see like a Sasha versus Charlotte match on there. They want to see Ronda versus, uh, you know, somebody that's not Nikki Bella. They don't want Oscar. this. Yeah. Ronda versus Oscar. Like if you put that on the marquee, they've got the legends coming back and that's cool. But you're out here billing that first with like a Trish Stratus versus Alexa Bliss match. Like that's a that's an internet section. That in 2018. Yeah, that's a section of the fans that want to fuck Alexa Bliss that have have come up here like, hey, she's the next Trish. Like that's what that is. Like that that's not a mat a wrestling match that people that will draw money and also critical acclaim. That's neither of those things as we're finding out. Right. Right, and granted, that is a match that that is a match that if it's just a man's gonna do it, like that's gonna stuff like that's gonna be on the card. However, the top built matches you've had for this card so so far, and seem to be like your main event and your uh, semi main event, are these matches that like these are not the matches that people like thought about when they first um, did it. And then granted, like yes, we do always uh, fan- fantasy book ourselves into being like unhappy with whatever Vince uh, uh, ultimately comes up with at times, right. but. <clears throat> You have so much talent at your disposal. Like, don't just rely on, on on the glowing matches come from people that, like, a lot of the fan base does not know because it's on NXT or it's on the Mae Young Classic, which you shelled out to us last year um, four at a time each week. Like, it needs to be it needs to be something – it needs to be, you know, more, more – it should have been more well thought out, but it, it appears to just be, you know – it's, it's WWE as opposed to trying to present um, stars, trying to present. Uh, Look trying what to present we have. Prod- no, no, trying to present a product and then placing um, people in spots without without any concern for um, the future or making as much money as possible or doing something as creatively in um, creatively as uh, uh, creatively as I can't even think of the word stimulating on the word. No, no, uh, creatively as um, fulfilling as possible. Okay. There yeah. you go. Gotcha. Fulfilling. I, I don't know why it took me so long to figure out the word fulfilling, but there you go. Yeah, and, and if you're like someone that's listening to this and like, damn, Rich, why, why are you putting people on blast for one to fucking Lexus Bliss? We know y'all out there. Like, just keep it a buck. Like, <laughs> um, but it's the thing, like... It's the thing, like, all these, like, all these women are attractive, so why is, like, so who cares? Right. And, like, if that's your thing, and, like, one is, like, and two is like these are what this is a fake sport. And these are uh, athletes um, in this fake sport. So like, can we worry about the sport first and worry about the other shit later? Like that's the reason why we get ourselves in this trouble for why we have like the Baron Corbins of the world and all these like tall motherfuckers that can't work or talk or have nothing but height for working for them. And like we end up with a lesser, we have a, end up with an inferior product because of that or a lesser product. Like yeah. WWE could be a lot. Uh, will be a lot more satisfying if it's focused on are can, are you good at talking? Are you good at um? Are you good at wrestling? Are you good at being able to convey a storyline or emotion? Are you able to uh, connect with the crowd? And then uh, the other shit move off to the side, and we can get ourselves a better product. I think everybody would be able to, or more people would be able to um, um, get into, as opposed to we make stars. Or we make stars, but not really, because we don't 
care about wins or losses or 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 long-term booking outside of a handful of things or less yeah and i think um it's going to be interesting to see how they've respond to their advertising and you know the 50 women and who's going to be used where and i think that's a lot of the concern that's coming right now Now, it's like hold on so you have like those quote-unquote three rumored matches right or one of them announced with trish and alexa and then rousey and nikki possibly oscar and lita it's like where does that leave sasha and bailey that's the fourth match are you serious and then if it's not the fourth match it's the fifth match because it's not a title match like so yeah. and also you got to figure out uh, and of course like we're gonna have like charlotte's gonna be on this thing in some major capacity we don't know what it is yet and i just like you mentioned the 50 number right so nfl rosters have a 53-man roster yeah. right and i and i think about more or less how WWE does their things and they want to be the nfl of wrestling so bad where they don't push stars they push their logo their shield and um and whatever else and whatever um agenda they have going at the time where um, where it was revolution, now it's the evolution, and like it's this nameless, faceless thing, and there, there are no stars, and everybody is completely just totally uh, replaceable, except for Rousey, I guess, to an ex- to an extent. But everybody else is literally interchangeable pieces right. on on the um, on the chessboard. And like, dude, like I understand that's not that's not how you that's not how you present. That's not how you present stars. Like these, these people are just all geeks except for Rousey because she was a star somewhere else. Yep. So it's it's troubling it, um, on what's happened with Evolution. And as I as I mentioned on um, the show last week or the week before that, we're going to come out here and talk about the show that we are given, like when it happens. Yeah. And I'm not about to come out here and lie to y'all and and just to prop up. You know what? What the WWE's lofty, ambitious goals are to do with the women right now? Like, I'm here for the quality, and if you can't respect that, I mean, your whole perspective is whack. Maybe I'll be better. Yeah, when, like, <laughs> when, when, yeah. It'll be better when I fade to black. Yeah. And the last thing we got to talk about, something we're probably not going to have to come on here and lie to you about, the Mae Young Classic. Um, (laughs) So I think this year, looking at the field, we have so much to look forward to. I believe the show gets started Wednesday night after NXT, so we will incorporate um, the weekly Mae Young Classic coverage into this. I'm largely unspoiled. I know who's in the finals, but as far as like the other matches, I'm not really too sure. I watched the Bracketology. James, did you get a chance to check that out yet? No, I did not, um, unfortunately, and I'm probably going to fire that up after uh, after we get done with this podcast. I need to because, you know, like that was one of my main classic last year was one of my um, one of my favorite moments of fandom all of last year. Like I enjoyed watching like Kyrie Sane for the first time and going through that run of matches where like every match is a great match and um, Piper Niven and, and her like her her run of um her her little stretch of of uh of just being just awesome and um seeing all and seeing like the the star level and the and the star power that it that uh, is contained within Tony Storm and to see um what a badass Shanna Baszler is for such a young wrestler to, to just be able to put over like that era of, that 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 era of toughness and. Like I, I just loved it so much, and and and, Nina, and like and like Mercedes Martinez like feeling like like she she will cut you and I ain't without yes. a knife. She'll cut you without a knife. <laughs> like, she'll yeah, she'll cut you cut with her bare hands. 
cut you without a blade. Like she she's that she looks that tough. She like she like she likes look tough. Like she looks like her kids got charges, got bodies. Damn. Her kids. Damn. Like just she's like I, I just love I just love the show so much and um I'm I'm glad it's back and um I think it, I think it's better for the for uh for the show that is gonna have um it's gonna weekly. come on a weekly presentation like the uh, CWC. So um, I, I kind of sucks that I wanted to like just binge all of them, but you know that this is better for it for it for more eyes to see it. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. So let's go through uh, um, the uh, the bracketology. It, it was about a 45 minute show. It was really well done. They had a couple different interviews on there. Casey Catanzaro was on there. Tony Storm was being interviewed. Nicole Matthews may have been interviewed. Lacey Lane was interviewed. Io Shirai got a profile piece, I believe, on there. Um, and there were a couple more. I, I can't remember all of them. Uh, Rachel Evers, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, check it out. Um, and we're going to go through the participants real quick. So, uh, representing, we'll say, the country there with uh, USA, Errol Monroe. Um, she calls herself Big Swole. That's absolutely hilarious uh, for a million and two reasons. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a real insider joke, boy. That's yeah, a real. Yeah, it's so inside. Like, like, we come up. Can't even explain it. Yeah. Like I, I'll say this: like the only like if next year there's a big red, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna know something. They're like Vince got <laughs> Vince got like boots on Vince got boots on the ground. Yeah, like Vince got like intel. Vince been you know Vince the Patriot acted us because they done went through all of our lives. But yes. yeah, let's just move yes. On. Uh, so after that, Allison K, formerly uh, Sienna of T- of Impact Wrestling, I think she was better a couple years ago, but we'll see what she submits in t- in the um, May Young Classic. Uh, Ashley Rain, who was Madison Rain, who was getting all these checks. She got a check from All In. She was in the Ring of Honor, and she's here in WWE. So she's, uh, you know, whenever somebody can get these checks, unless you're Jeff Jarrett, I'm gonna come out there and salute you. So <laughs> because Jeff Jarrett has done this through scheming, through through not looking people in the eye, essentially. So. <laughs> Um, after that, we got, uh, Deanna Perrazzo, who was supposed to be an all-in, um, on all-in, and she's back in the tournament, and she, she had a nice piece talking about she wasn't coming back to WWE unless she was hired, and she finally got hired, so good for her. Um, Hiroya- yeah, also, 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 very, 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 uh, very, 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 uh, good technical wrestler. Like, uh, me, or, me and you saw her, um... Saw her match in person at the um, was that was that Shimmer One Hundred? Yeah, Shimmer One Hundred against yeah. Madison Eagles. Shimmer, Shimmer One Hundred WrestleMania weekend against uh, Madison Eagles. It was it was a um, like her her technical wrestling is off the charts. Like she's great. Um, Hiroyo Matsudo from Japan. So I think they wanted to bring in another uh, Japanese woman just to have say hey we're not all of them don't go to the finals. So I think this is like a good throw you <laughs> off the scent. Did did you get that vibe, James, or, or am I just putting this on you now? I never, I, I never I never thought about it, but like yeah, like between um between Miko and Eo, like yeah, it kind of like they kind of have to advance pretty far because they're kind of awesome. Yep. Yeah. So they wanted to beat somebody early. So uh, this is probably what's going to happen with uh, Hiroyo. But um, we've got of course Eo Shirai, who uh, you know Shorty Elo, as we call her. Shorty uh- <laughs> Elo Shirai, I didn't know you were going to do this. <laughs> So, so there's a lot of people that that are just being introduced to Eo Shirai, right? And some sites are writing about it, and you know the way the capital I looks and the L, what people see. I don't know why people think would think a sentence or a name would start with a lowercase letter, but sometimes they think her name is Lo Shirai, right? But it's Eo, 
EO motherfuckers, like <laughs> as Sierra would say. Uh, so we drove Sierra crazy the other week, uh, and I went ahead and grabbed Shorty Lowe's They Know and set it to uh, EO Shirai highlights of her just doing insane shit and tweeted it out. And you know, it, you can find my, find that on my Twitter. But yeah, uh, Shorty Lowe, uh, are you excited to see uh, Shorty Lowe, uh, James? Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. Um, so they have Isla Dawn from Scotland. Don't know too much about her. I, I feel like I've seen her a couple places, but looking forward to see what she does. Uh, Jesse Alaban, uh, she's been in the Performance Center for a couple years. I remember um, at the Largo Loop a couple years ago, uh, she was doing security along with uh, I, I forgot who it was. It was some big dude, but. She uh she was like, who did you guys come to see? We were like, um, you know, we didn't really know. So we came to see you, and then we, you know, had a conversation with her, and here she is a couple years later. So uh, we'll, we'll see what she has. She's been on NXT uh, on the Largo Loop uh, for much of the last year. This will be her first real exposure to a wider audience. Um, Jenny uh, is coming from England, and she will be taking on Tony Storm in the first round. So that's probably a short stay for Jenny. But um, I don't know if you've ever seen her before, James. But I've heard good things about her. No, I have not seen her before. But I mean, if she, we'll see. Because you remember, like a lot of the Young Classic last year was, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And then the main event comes, you're like, yo, that, okay. Yep. It was, it was very much set up kind of similar to the NXT style of, like, we were going to have great main events. And um, so if she's in with Tony Storm, I'm assuming she's in a main event. So, you know, be on the lookout for a great match. So Casey Catanzaro, American Ninja Warrior. James, there's a couple yep. gifts going around of her. You are going you're going to love her. Um, she's a ridiculous okay. athlete, like in the most, yeah. like she's, she's about five foot tall and she's in, she's one of the best athletes this country has produced. Let's like, it's fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like she, she, she's the first woman to complete the American Ninja Warrior challenge, uh, or course. Wow. And, yeah, she's a and she's a freak athlete and she's like five foot tall. I think she's going to be really exciting for folks. Um, okay, so I'm assuming like she does a bunch of crazy gymnast uh, gymnastics and stuff. So uh, yes. to be able to do, uh, to be that height and to also complete uh, American Ninja Warrior, like yeah, you have to be a crazy, you have to have some um, um, acrobatic skills. So yeah, I, you know, um, I, I've heard people uh, talk about like she kind of has a, um, a reputation of being kind of a ahead, uh, way ahead of her game, kind of, or being like such a supernova of a of an athlete. So um, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what she does in this um, in this tournament. We got the return of Caitlyn after four years gone from WWE. Yes. Uh, I like Caitlyn back in the day. It's gonna be interesting to see how she evolves. Um, you know, into the how things work now. I believe she has Kavita Devi in the first round, so that's gonna be mm-hmm. kind of a tough one. But you know, you know that's you know what that match is. The old <laughs> what is it, James? That match, that match ain't none but like a setup for like uh, that match ain't none but like a setup for like eventually whenever Beth Phoenix comes back and gets her match with, with Nia Jax, it's like oh we have the we have the incredible we have this incredibly uh this incredible powerhouse and they have to go up against like a giant yeah. or, or 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 a, or, a, or a big or a, or yeah a giant so like there you go like. Do do you think that do you think that Caitlyn is gonna have to sell that she that her bag is her from trying to get somebody up for a body slam? Because I think oh my god, and he, I and think she's gonna press slam her. That could happen. I think she's gonna press um, slam her. 
she could, you know, like Caitlyn's, Caitlyn's, uh, Caitlyn's a strong woman and, um, and Kavita, like she, you know, she's well built too. So I think she can, she can help anchor that. I, I can't, I think that we're going to see some straight out of the eighties or early nineties, uh, when they wrestle. That's what I think. Yeah. So Kavita Devi, obviously also Nikkei's, uh, from India. Uh, she did insane YouTube viewership on her, um, stuff last year, much higher yes. than like anybody um <laughs> yes she also she is also one of the women that we when we saw the uh the introduction last year uh the 32 women and they all introduced them she's one of the women that i thought like once but this is gonna take one look at her and then like bring her up the next day if, if he sees her yeah. she's like she's like oh my god like you're like 510 you're you're 510 with physique you look like somebody you just slap the rocket to you yeah um so they kind of resisted the urge. I think everyone was terrified they were going to put her with Jinder Mahal. Um, <laughs> a lot of people thought, of people thought that. So um, up next we have Karen Q um, representing China and the United States. And she's uh, <clears throat> matched up with Zia Lee, I believe. Uh, so <laughs> they've got that, that whole uh, dynamic there. I believe Karen Q is a pretty well-respected name, like within, uh, you know, the independent circuit for the last decade or so. Um, yeah. With, with Zia Lee, right? Like, how much work has she gotten since the, you know, because she was only up in WWE for like maybe even a, a few months in her, her first few matches. Her first match was on the uh, Man Classic. Her first match that was, was last um, year. Mercedes. She's, she's yeah, been well, on the Largo Loop. Mercedes, right? Yeah, she's been on the Largo Loop a lot. Um, okay. She's, she's a great striker and pretty athletic. So uh, we'll see how far she's come uh, in this past year. Uh, we got Killer Kelly from Portugal. I believe she is getting a round one match with uh, Miko Satamora. So <laughs> could, be uh, could be a Hopefully short stay. Hopefully the match is good, though. Yeah. You know, uh, Lacey Lane. So she's uh, a former basketball player, and she's from repping the United States. So it'll be interesting to see what she does. And um, you know, she's got she's got the long dreadlocks, so she has a definitely a unique look. She has some type of like thing with her eyes. I don't know if they're contacts, but they're definitely a unique color. Um, supposedly, she's a really good athlete as well. So we're gonna see it. Uh, we got MJ Jenkins uh, from the United States. I believe she's from Brooklyn. She was trained by the Dudley Boys. There's a lot of, like, Dudley Boys trained women uh, in this tournament, I noticed. And um, I don't know who she has in the first round. But um, after that, we've got Mako Satamora, who everyone says is this living legend. So, <laughs> James, can, can, can you enlighten me, sir? Um, she hits very, very hard. Good enough she, for me. Uh, like you, you know, we always talk about old man strength. Yes, she has old. Uh, I don't want to say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, she has mature strength. Yes. Uh, she, yeah, she and she, um, and she, she's built like she's a powerful woman. Uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch her like clobber uh, uh, some of these uh, girls. It's yeah. going to be fun. And I believe she's been in the business for like 22 years. So this is I, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is back. Uh, as James mentioned, um, I've seen Mercedes Martinez several times uh, in the past year or at Shine. I was terrified to look in her eyes. Um, <laughs> she, she, she ain't playing no games. Uh, she's she's from I believe Waterbury, Connecticut, which is real rough out there. Like like when I, if I like okay, so I've seen her wrestle. Um, I think once or twice at Shine before. Um, the next time I see her in person, I'm going to walk up to her and apologize for what I don't know. Just apologize. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. 
Um, after that, we've got the return of Mia Yim, who is back on the WWE radar. Um, and if you heard anything about the spoilers, she made a really big impression uh, with her performances. I'm not sure who she wrestled, but... Um, we saw her over WrestleMania weekend. She's one of the more talented uh, returners. Um, glad she got yep. a call back. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on uh, Mia Yim, James? Um, I mean, we've seen Mia a bunch of times, uh, especially when she was doing the tag team thing with uh, with Leva Blue Pants, for uh, those that don't know. But um, on, on on Shine, and like she's always been, she always been one of the more straightforward, uh, talented. Um, in-ring technicians that we've had that we've seen um amongst the you know years we've been going to shine i think we've been going to shine for on and off for how long what three years now About four three years? years yeah yeah plus you know the man classic she did solid work in her first two matches before she got eliminated um i think i think the match she got eliminated was the match against um i think it was against uh, mercedes and that match was um was well put together too nah, she, she fought Shayna. Shayna. Yeah. Shayna. yeah that's right Shayna. yeah that was the first good match uh, Shayna had on, on, the, on the tournament yeah she um yeah so like you know, if she comes back, like, she's one of those women that, like, because it's WWE, and they have this long-standing history, you don't know how it's going to work uh, with, when it comes to um, with her being um, signed by WWE or, or more or less after that part being pushed to us to any type of level. So, um, but she was clearly a person that had the talent once you get past the bullshit. So, um, if she gets signed, I'm really happy because she deserves to be there because she's that damn good. Um but I, I can't wait to see what, she, see what she did in this tournament because, like, she's she's very good. Uh, Nicole Matthews come from Canada. I believe she's about six foot tall. She had a video package uh, saying she's pretty much uh, wrestled all the women on the main roster. It was like Bailey, Becky Lynch, uh, Sasha. I think she wow. she wrestled, and she should have been here a long time ago. Uh, she says, and um, you know, she looked like she has a no take no shit uh, mentality. So. Nicole Matthews is someone to watch out for as well. Sounds like a great story. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think that's sarcastic. Like it sounds like a, that sounds like a great story to to introduce a character and build them up. And I can't wait to see what happens. And like that's one of the things that I enjoyed so much about last year's uh, tournament was the fact that like you got to know, get a glimpse in um, a, more of a story as opposed to a tagline, which is like, "I'm Alexa Bliss. I'm a mean girl. I'm Bailey. <laughs> I'm a child." I'm Sasha. I'm the boss, and all and all those and all those and all those character traits. Like that's the whole character trait. Like that's a tagline at the end. Period. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, like Charlotte. Like Charlotte. I'm the queen. The end. As opposed to I am, like I'm the daughter of maybe the greatest wrestler of all time, and there's a huge burden on me because I've had uh, other family members try this thing and it didn't work out for different reasons, and I'm actually holding up my end of the bargain, and I'm and I'm. In, and I'm a success story so far. Like that, we don't get that about Charlotte. Charlotte is just woo. That's the whole tagline. <laughs> woo. So like, so I, so that's oh, why that's why I'm so that's why I'm so into the Mae Young Classic uh, last year. And you know, given what you told me, like this year as well too. Yeah, um, Priscilla, Priscilla Kelly, uh, and if you guys notice, there's a resemblance. We call her Lil Paige. Um, she, oh, yeah, Lil Paige. <laughs> she, she's got very unique offense, I'll say that, and she's a, a unique, like, a, like you got to see her. There's really no way to describe it. Do you think she's going to wrestle with the piercings? Yes. Okay. She and I say this in like just the weirdest way possible, kind of, or the like she's about that nasty shit. Like as far as like what she be doing, like like there's like a (laughs) gif, like there's a gif of her in the ring, I believe, and she was like licking like the belt or she was doing something like, and it was disgusting. Like, but she's like 
she's really popular. Let's say that. Um, and she's on the Florida Independence and everything like that. So uh, Priscilla Kelly, Lil Page, uh, watch out. Um, Rachel Evers, so she's back. I feel like they're going to give her a big push. And I don't know necessarily how good she is, but um, she was trained by Lance Storm. Uh, she had kind of a match last year with, uh, what's her name? Marty Bell. That was a disaster. And they switched to finish in the middle of the match and put her over instead. Um, not sure how her style will really go off, but we'll see what it is. Um, she's got a long backstory. Yeah. It's been a year. She's been wrestling around. Like she's in start. She's been in stardom, um, lately. So like. I, I I I would assume that she has gotten better since the last time we saw her a year ago. Reina Gonzalez, she's six foot uh, tall. Uh, I believe she's of Mexican descent, and but she's from Texas, um, like that Eddie Guerrero special. So she's actually an American. <laughs> so. Um, and she's been working the Largo Loop uh, for much of the past year. She's kind of got like a woman Stan Hansen thing going on as far as the Texas stuff. Yep. So uh, you guys I will think, see yeah, that. Some of the chaps. Yep. Some of the chaps. Yep. The chaps. The chaps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, we from there. Okay. Is she okay? Uh, the last time you saw her, is she doing more than just squeezing? Yes, she is. Okay, I'm glad she's out of this phase of just squeezing because she was doing a whole lot of boring and stricter ass shit. Yeah. Bear um, hugs, holding it. Like, <laughs> you know, like it was so weird. Remember, like, Sierra told us how good Nicole Savoy was, but she had just recently tore, blew out her knee and she was coming back and she had a big gaudy knee brace on. And then she had that match um, in, I think, the first round with, uh, with Reyna. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And then. We see, uh, and then we see Nicole um, versus um, Mercedes, and uh, was that main event? That was of, the main of, event. Uh, Shimmer one hundred. Yep. The main event of Shimmer one hundred is like, yo, I have to apologize for Sierra for for, for down her, and why the hell would I doubt Sierra when she is all she's all, almost always right um, when it comes to this woman shit because she writes thousands of words about this thing all the time. Why the hell did I ever doubt her? Of course, of course, this woman blew out her knee and she had this match with this this green woman. So yeah, like hopefully you know <clears> for the best, uh, she um. She's gotten better over last year. Uh, yeah, no Nicole Savoy, uh, now that you mentioned that. Uh, hmm, wonder why. Um, up next, Rhea Ripley. Like from... ruin, probably like you're ruining my price for me going to have these matches with uh, with this green woman thinking people don't think I can work. <laughs> we got Rhea Ripley, uh, who is, and I don't think this is a spoiler because WWE said it themselves, uh, Rhea Ripley is the NXT UK Women's Champion. She won that yep. belt, but this was obviously taped before that. Uh, she was one of the standouts last year uh, into the yep. third round. Uh, she's a, a looks the part all star who is the part also. Um, yes, yes, she lost it. And, and look, swissed her look dramatically this year. She's not just yeah. the tall, pretty blonde woman anymore. Yeah, she's a lot. She looks a lot more serious and less bubbly than she was before. She was out dressing like in the in the Saiyan gear and, and any shows or whatever else, and the Saiyan, Super Saiyan armor and uh, any shows or whatever. So, all right, so. I remember last year thinking like she was gonna get a, a really long run. She got a she got a decent run, but like I did not know um, how renowned or how beloved uh, Evie Dakota Kai was or uh, by by the folks. And then she and then uh, Dakota beat her, and it's like you had this skinny wimp beat her. I can't I can't. <laughs> it just doesn't. And then and then like you know she get Dakota gets to the main roster because she deserves to be because she's that good. 
And then like the whole gimmick with her and Shayna or the whole storyline with her and Shayna was like, she's a professional wrestler that is terrified of another professional wrestler and wrestling. Just like, yo, like you couldn't make her look like such a dork to people that are just like in and out on your product than, than, than this period. And um, so hopefully, you know, we can move past that. We can get uh, Rhea a, a deeper run in the tournament and um, hopefully see what she, uh, what she's, um, what she's been working on over the last year. Yeah, um, Tyna Arconti, uh from Brazil won a match on NXT a couple weeks ago to qualify for this tournament. Very <laughs> unexperienced, <laughs> limited experience. Yeah. Um, they like her though. They 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 yeah. like her, so she's gonna get Two another belts. shot. Yep, judo. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Two belts. She comes out with the gi and the belt <laughs> and takes off the gi. Is <laughs> it takes off the gi in the belt to, to display to you another gi? I'm sorry, to display to you another belt underneath the, the gi in the belt. She's two belts. Unbelievable. Um, after that, we had Tegan Knox, um, who suffered a big injury, um, unfortunately. Yeah. And it was it and was really sad seeing her. What she 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 gets a profile piece on the bracketology show, and it's just like fuck, it's gonna happen again. Because she talks about coming back from the injury and everything like right, that. She missed the tournament. Yeah, she missed the May Young Classic last year because of injury, and then like she ends up her late in the tournament, she ends up uh, hurting herself again. So, um, yeah, and I mean. There was word that like Finches end up getting switched because of the injury, so we don't know, you know, yeah. how far she actually was gonna go. But um, there was a rumor she was is supposed she... to win the shit, right? Right, and um, which would have been a shocker considering um, who the you know the two people that I thought was uh, were like the locks to be in there. It's kind of similar to the locks that were um, last year's tournament. Um, the two finalists were kind of like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, as you see, like at Brooklyn, like oh yeah, that does make sense because look at them. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, it, it it sucks because you know she got hurt, but like, um, you know, hopefully, you know, she can rebound and give it another run at this thing or whatever else. And you know, if, if she was supposed to win this thing, like maybe she gets another run or you know, we'll see. I, like I if they thought that much highly back. of her, she 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 should. If they thought that highly of her, she'll be she'll make it. If she uh, if she'll make it. I hope she gets a chance to come back because just fucking up yeah. your knee time and time again. That's got to be really tough for your mental like like your confidence like working on that that those injuries and you know she's got to stay in rehab this pain after rehab staying in shape after that because you can't run or anything like that so yeah man hope hope everything works out for tegan knox um up next we got tony storm from australia we're we're definitely uh stormites stormettes storm storm moods however you want to say storm troopers i would say say storm troopers but those are space nazis so yeah um um yeah man uh tony storm uh she's she had a bunch of great matches last year uh she's been all over the world we saw her over wrestlemania weekend she's yes she's everything you want yeah, go ahead. Want me to tell the story? Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, you leave out a Shimmer. She's not in the main event. Um, you, you, you leave out a Shimmer 100, and everybody has their – everybody, all the indies, obviously, they're, they're selling their merch um, at tables. The line to wait for to get to Tony Storm was so long. Like, it had to be at least 50 people in front of me. Um, and I ended up – because, you know – Y'all know I'm a bigger guy, so um, I actually was trying to buy her uh, her shirt off Pro Wrestling Tees 
um, in time for the trip to um, to New Orleans. But I was like, you know what? It's, it's coming up too close to that date. I'm just going to buy it there. I actually literally walked past the 50 people, walked straight up to the table. Tony, she looks at me. Just, she's just gorgeous woman. And I don't know why I said that. Look, look, no, look. Thank you. Thank your heart. <laughs> yeah, like, I said, like, do you have, do you have a, do you have a shirt of my size? Do you have, do you have a three? She's like, no, I don't. I was like, damn, great. Now, the, like, I came out here. I, I procrastinated for no reason. So, uh, still ain't got the shirt, but yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna go get that shirt because I thought like the Harley Davidson logo was dope. But uh-huh. uh, you know, like, it's like you look at some of the other women around that are in the, uh, in the uh, greats, like. There, some of their merch is not on point. Yes, like to see some what merch on point was like. I got you have to get that while you can. While the getting is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's several people I want to give my money to who who shall remain nameless. Um, <laughs> that their just merch just wasn't where you would yeah. think. Um, yeah, it's got you out here trying to sell the fact that you're a coffee drinker. Yeah, like, no, nah, man. Like, I want a gun show shirt. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know who you are. We love you, gun yes. show. Yes, we do. Um. After that, we got Vanessa Craven, Monster Amazon Woman, another one of those uh, to go with Kavita Devi and I believe um, hmm, Raina Gonzalez. So uh, Vanessa Craven, we've seen her at at Shine. She's a good athlete. She's probably here to just get knocked down, though, by somebody. Yeah, probably, probably. Um Zaya Brookside. Now, James, I've heard you re- refer to uh, certain women wrestlers as absolutely adorable. Throw all of them out. Zaya Brookside is absolutely adorable. Like, you, like, like. I don't know if you've seen okay. her yet, but bro, this is like, I, oh my god. I heard, I heard that she is the like she is the, like the newest prodigy to come along. Um, she is uh, she's the second gener- second or third generation or something like that. Um, and like, she's like 19 or something like that. Yes. Right. Okay. Like, uh, we gonna see, like if she, you know, we'll see, I'll just turn it on and you know, I'll enjoy it. Like, but I have a hard time imagining anybody is more adorable than Kyrie freaking Zane. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, she's got Eero Shirai in round one. So <laughs> best of luck. Um, <laughs> um, we've got, we got Zia Lee, as we mentioned, uh, representing China, and she's been working in Largo Loop much of the past year. So be interesting to see where she's um, grown. And then we have two women, their names start with Z's. We have Zatara and Zuxis um, coming from Chile and Puerto or Chile and Puerto Rico, respectively. And I don't know much about them, so <laughs> we're gonna leave it there. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, man. So Mayon Classic, I think this year we might be on pace. You know, for, for, for excellence here, uh, our broadcast team, we have, of course, like Beth Phoenix uh, with Michael Cole, um, Renee what? Young. Yeah, Beth Phoenix, Michael Cole, Renee Young is the commentary team. Okay, so, all right, we're good because Cole is, you know, we've seen Cole when he's not doing main roster stuff and he's been good because, so, all right. And I was like, wait a second, huh? Like, I... <sighs> I would have preferred if Morrow did this, but whatever. Like Cole, with without Vince in his ear, is is good. So yeah. Um, and Renee, you know, we um, Renee is very good, and you know, Beth, you know, Beth works hard. So we're. Uh, I think this is gonna be a good announced team and straightforward presentation. Not gonna be any gimmick and gimmicky bullshit. So yeah. Did we just do like two shows back to back, James? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Two two full shows at y'all back to back. Don't say we ain't never do nothing for y'all. Um, yeah, don't, yeah. 
like we the real people's champs. Yes, and, and then we, you know, mind you, we've got our show coming Tuesday night after SmackDown uh, that will be going up on the Lords of Pain radio feed uh, that is doing great already so thank you guys that have crossed over and listened to that uh as well as um you know keep checking for us here on one nation radio i believe there's going to be a lot of all-in coverage coming to you from pretty much everyone on the network we'll get our review um or you should already see our review on the network uh as a kind of a part one for this episode listen to that one then listen to this one and then check us on tuesday so we're taking up a bunch of time in y'all lives but uh make sure (laughs) That you guys are dropping all your ratings uh, on you guys' platform of choice. Uh, That's the only way we're going to reach more people is with your help. Make sure you check out out The Outsider's Edge, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Keeping it strong style and grown men watch this shit. And of course, all the shows over on Lords of Pain, uh, along with ours, uh, for our TV reviews, which will just probably progressively get more hilarious by the week uh, (laughs) as we get more experience doing this. But... Yeah, man, like, it's a little different. I think you guys will like that show as well if you haven't heard it. James, anything to uh, say before we uh, get up out of this piece? Um, I don't know. Have you looked at the uh, the five-point preview or the preview for Raw tomorrow? I haven't. I know Shawn Michaels is going to be there, though. Yes, the, and also the sexy Undertaker boy. May, may a show. Yes, and Undertaker may show up as well, and it's going to be the first time Shawn's going to be on main roster television without long hair ever. So it's end of an era, the real end of an era. Again, you know, Shawn Shawn Michaels no longer the sexy boy. He is now the gruff old man. He is old man. He is old man Michaels. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I think I'm going. To, I'm just going to refer to him as the sexy boy, just for comedic uh, measures. From now, like until you know, whatever, you know, like Sean, sexy boy, Michaels, you know. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Um, that's gonna wrap it up uh, for us. Thank you guys for listening to One Nation Radio here uh, for the. Uh, oh, sorry. One, one more part of the the preview. Nice the Bellas are back in action for the first time in year or years or whatever. So that too. So, yay. Are they gonna beat the Are they gonna beat the Boston Hug Connection? Or are they gonna face off against the Riot Squad? Which one do you think? They're, they're fighting the Riot Squad. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so same. you know, they, you know, they ain't got no problem sending uh, Sasha and Bailey go out there and take an L. Yeah, and. We'll see Nikki Bella uh, be getting booed, I, I imagine. So look out for it. Uh, yeah, but that's going to wrap up the show. Thank you guys for listening. We are up out of here. Peace. Later. Watch them, like, check out their rating um, this coming Saturday. Or not Saturday. It's coming uh, Tuesday, and they're going to be like, I don't understand. I thought we told everybody that Nikki and Bree are going to be wrestling for the first time in years. I don't understand why no one, no, no one wanted to stay and watch.